Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Educators. This series we're focusing on schools that do it differently. And just a little reminder about Full Circle. We're a consultancy for future thinking schools who want to innovate and change and develop students who are connected to the real world and well-being for staff developing agile teams and individuals to set these wheels in motion. And I'm absolutely delighted um, to welcome Sal Gordon. Sal, good morning from the UK and I guess good evening in Bali. Yeah, good early evening from yeah, Bali, the jungles of Bali. Pleasure to be here, Angela. It's lovely to have you on. And I have to kind of just disclaim at the moment that I do have a passion for the Green School Bali, having had two daughters that went there and, and my oldest graduating from there a little while ago and was, was there for four years. So and came to visit you, in fact, just before Christmas, which was fantastic. Yeah, I can be asking you some of the questions. <laughs> Well, that's a little while ago now. I'm not going to show my age, but yeah, she's now 27 and doing very well. So, Sal, your title is is really great. It's principal and head of teaching and learning, which we're always reminded is our main responsibility as a principal. And I'm just going to kind of share with our listeners a little bit about you because it's so interesting. After your schooling, you you realise that most of your 15 years of schooling was meaningless. <laughs> And you realised yeah. that school hadn't really added to your education and your gap year turned into a gap decade and you travelled and worked around the world. You learnt new languages, met new people, new customs, worked different jobs, different life skills, sales, office jobs, wrote books, drove trucks, bars, restaurants, warehouses, labs, built houses. I mean, you name it, you did it. And your favourite job before coming a teacher was sailing boats, which you said changed your life. I'm sure a lot of people can can relate to that. And you found an instant natural and and holy connection, say, between the water, the wind and a boat. And um, I feel like I'm doing Desert Island Disc, but this is so fantastic. Um, I realised that the, the treasures I was in search of weren't gold and gems, but the real treasures in life were all around me. The natural environment, amazing human beings, creativity, challenges and love. And those are the most precious things. And then you kind of realised your true calling was teaching and learning. And that's what you had obviously been doing all your life with all the different experiences that you have. And, and now you're helping, you say, as a, as a peaceful pirate principle to help other people find their their treasures so yeah what an amazing journey it sounds lovely doesn't it it does yes and and uh, before you start sal i just have to kind of just say the wonderful sound of the rain in bali is behind you so i can't see it but i can kind of see it behind your bamboo roof is that you have a, a bamboo matting roof yeah yeah i can see it beautifully shimmering above you Angela, I'm so lucky to be here in Bali right now, and I look back just listening to my story told by you um, as a real feeling like a real normal person, but very lucky to be in Bali. And can I just say it is raining even harder than before. I'm surprised you can even hear me. Can I can, me? I can. It's lovely. It's lovely hearing <laughs> right. the rain. It's beautiful here. You know, it's a, I suppose it's part of who I am, I suppose, that connection to nature. I was given or I took a lot of opportunities across my life to be open, to be vulnerable, to fail, to go with passions and process rather than product. And I suppose I always had a lot of support from family and friends and and things, when I listened to my little bio, things obviously worked out because I did find a, a true passion in teaching and learning. It could quite easily be sailing boats around paradise right now. <laughs> But I would so much rather be where I am right now and that, that calling was in education. And when I started, you know, it wasn't 
I didn't get into education really to change it, even though my reflections on my own education meant that I went and gave myself another one after a formal education. I got into it because I was just so in love with learning and I just thought it was something that everyone should get into and that schools had possibly needed people like educators that just love learning to be a part of that that system but when i got into education it took me a day to realize that it needed to change and then that was another sort of important choice for me to be a part of the change or just to get another job because that's all i've been doing for the past 10 years or just to clock in clock off and call it a job so yeah i'm very lucky to be here in bali very lucky to be found myself at green school bali and learning. I mean, I think a lot of people see learning in different ways. And I guess as my journey has been nowhere near as exciting as yours, but journeying through different ways of learning and different curriculums and different things that we learn. I mean, on your website, Green School Bali says you've been educating change makers since 2008, your holistic, innovative and purpose driven inquiry for a better world. What do you mean by learning? Reflective experience of life. Maybe that's just an answer out of nowhere. But I think all of life and all of its experiences can be learning experiences if they're reflected as a learning experience. For so long, we put learning in a box with school and then university, etc. And then whatever you learnt in that period of time, you took out into the world and, and used for the rest of your life. It's just so wrong. <laughs> I was able to learn probably more out of school than I learned in school. And I loved school. I was good at school. I was, I was a good learner. But yeah, I think the simple answer to that, you know, what is learning? It's just a, a reflective way of looking at life. Absolutely. And when I came out to see you, you just spoken. This is kind of quite time appropriate now as Davos is going on. But you had been speaking at the World Economic Forum in Bali. And I just wondered whether you had anything to say about the, the Education 4.0 framework of the World Economic Forum, how it divides down into content and experiences and how that relates to the Green School. For example, those people who are not aware of it, it's a fabulous framework that, that we also we use when looking at schools. You've got your content in terms of your global citizenship skills, innovation, creativity skills, technology skills and interpersonal skills on your content side. And then on your experiences, you've got personalised and self-paced learning, accessible and inclusive learning learning, problem-based and collaborative learning and lifelong and student-driven learning. How does that reflect what you're doing at the Green School? Yeah, for those who don't know, we're 14 years old, started with no curriculum, tried Cambridge, it didn't work and then nine, ten years ago decided to build our own curriculum around world's best practice, grab what we liked, uh, use our, our natural environment and have developed a really solid learning program that's got accreditation. You know, we're, we're a real international school. We're not an experiment in the jungle. Our kids go to uni, kids transition in and out of the school all around the world, 42 different nationalities. Uh, it's, it's an alive, real place. But we have decided, and we, I suppose in terms of content and experiences, we'd, we'd jump up a level and start looking at some frameworks to be able to contextualise those and some sort of educational lenses. And I think something that's allowed Green School to build a different learning program that has knowledge, skills and values, we probably create those buckets where we're explicitly teaching good knowledge, but also focusing on the demonstration of that knowledge through skills and, and values, really important to us. So that's a, a framework. We've really had to go probably another step up in terms of that education speak 
in terms of our pedagogical framework were here and there and hit and miss sometimes without a, an aligning pedagogical belief and that was that we wanted learning to be real. So all learning experiences are relationship-based, they're experiential, they're authentic and connected to the real world and they're local and, and moving to global. So that's that real um, teaching and learning. And I, I think if, you know, when I, was, when I was talking at the most recent one in Bali, it's, it's obvious that the, there's multiple systems that need to change. You know, we can do really innovative things in secondary education. We're really easy to do innovative things in early years in primary school education. We can do it in secondary, but if across the wall, that transition, that pathway, doesn't start opening up more to alternative modes of teaching and learning and alternative modes of demonstrating evidence of learning, then then it's, it's sort of not going to move as fast as we need it to. Because we didn't discuss this, but Green School's mission is a community of learners making our world sustainable. So we want school to be more than just a place where you drop your kids off and they learn and yeah. do some tests. We want to be back inserted into the centre of community where we're all learners and everything we do inside that community of learners is making our world better. And I think that's really simple, the purpose of education. If you want to do that, then you do have to look at top level policy, government level, international and national level uh, policy around what education systems can become, but across you know, a wide spectrum from early years all the way through to tertiary and university. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a directive for schools in in the UK that they have to show sustainability in their in their board planning by I think it's 2035. I'm sure people will correct me if I'm wrong, but um, as you say, unless that's uh, something that you don't have to get a certain amount of A levels, you don't have to get an IB diploma, you don't have to do everything else. You then have the freedom to be able to to do what you've done. And I have to say that the curriculum mapping that that we both stopped and looked at on your beautiful bamboo display in the middle of the jungle was mm. was quite phenomenal in terms of how interconnected it was, how it progressed and how it related to the real world. So it is very possible to do if you have that passion behind you. Yeah, and probably where I got off track before, but really to focus back on, we need to start doing more than educating about sustainability and start considering a school to be a place that can educate for sustainability and to be a change mechanism, a global change mechanism and start re, you know, redefining its purpose of what it should do. And education should be making the world a better place, not conveyor belting kids. Absolutely. You now have three green schools. Hopefully the message is, is spreading yeah. around. But there seem to be kind of many green, I'm going to use, no one can see, but those little bunny things for inverting commas. Many kind of green schools are, are popping up around the world. Are you still unique? Do you want to be unique? Or what do you hope will come from the movement? What do you now see yourself as a hub for? Green School Bali itself, really lucky to have New Zealand open and South Africa. I haven't been to South Africa, but Green School New Zealand is such a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, it looks amazing. And I can't wait to get there. We just want to be part of, from my perspective, personally, and, and there's, there's a whole lot of professional in there. We would just want to be part of an education revolution yeah. that, that needs to happen. And it needs to happen based on sustainability principles. Uh, we know there's a lot of good schools doing a lot of good things and we don't profess to be sort of world leaders in educating for sustainability or project-based learning or holistic or student-centered. We definitely want to be seen as a place that shares everything it does and it learns um, to learn from other uh, like-minded institutions, but there's a lot of really cool, uh, innovative schools around, and and some of them more way out than a, a, a bamboo wall of school in the jungle in Bali. Mm, absolutely, and 
you are a bamboo school in the jungle in Bali. However, you're not disconnected. I, I, I believe you have partners in the private sector as well to support your curriculum. Uh, we have as many, the community of learners concept um, yeah. goes beyond even parents, teachers and students. Mm. And putting your uh, school back into the centre of a community doesn't limit itself now to um, the outside surroundings of your school, a geographical location, but can be you know, national and global in terms of who our community is. We access everyone and anyone who wants to come and be part of our community of learners to, to add to the learning program, whether it's it's private, it's NGO, it's volunteers, it's parents who know some amazing things and do amazing things around the world. We want to open up as many real, and if you do want to open up as many real learning experiences, you let the real world in to your school. Um, and it does enrich it in so many ways. Too many partnerships to yep. to count. Um, we're really, really lucky that Green's Bali's a, a great place to come, and and Green School Bali itself has been able to champion a different model of, of what a school can be. When my daughters went there, the criticism was that the the curriculum was kind of a bit loose, and you know, what are the children going to get to do, and and where will they go, and isn't it just for kind of kids who just kind of want to hang out in the jungle? But my experience was that in terms of developing self-confidence and the ability. I mean, you look at your measures of success, you say your measures of success for your students are less stress, greater resilience, less distraction, higher self-esteem, greater motivation and kind of world champions for, for the environment and for everything that we want to see in the world. So again, that, that measure of success of Green School has got to be something that we should all be reflecting on as well. Yeah, well, they're more foundational when you listen to them as like resilience and global citizen and uh, empathy. You know, you think of those as foundational attributes, life attributes that therefore allow someone to get the most out of their passions. Yeah. And at Green School Bali, a passion might be algebra. So you do, you do AP calculus, great. But you might also be doing a, you know, a project in the innovation hub or a service community project as well. When you talk about true students and learning, you've got to provide uh, access to all types of pathways. And, and a lot of them are, can be academic and traditional in a way as well. How do you make that? Because I guess, you know, it's it's a systems thinking, isn't it? A lot of schools would say, well, you know, we've got courses that we offer and the students need to kind of choose the courses that we offer. What would you say about that approach to education? Yeah, I think the more, again, if you want real learning experiences, if you want this that true student-centered then you've i mean part of that is student choice in, in their learning journey at green school bali you know there's limitations to that and there's i think as you get older across uh your learning journey at school age we provide opportunities for students to have more choice as they get older you know it it's a logistical nightmare much rather a really simple easy box schedule but it's <laughs> yeah. it's not un undoable to think outside the square and, and for us, I think a, a part of it and schools might, uh, educators out there will know what I'm talking about in terms of thematic learning. Yeah. I think that's a really sort of interesting pathway and actual tool to use to be able to design different types of learning experiences like you're talking about and have students choose things that are relative to them where you don't just teach a history class and then go to a geography class and the bell goes and you go to a maths class and a, and mm. then your bell goes and you go to an arts class and you, and you actually do a, a more significant period of time in a thematic style unit that's based on some sustainability principle or goal somewhere 
but integrates your art, your science, your maths, your literacy. And then you can access the passion points and the skill sets of students individually. You can break down your timetable, your, your, your student schedule across the week really uh, a lot easier. So planning thematic experiences is just one sure, easy tool for educators out there if they're thinking about how do I provide more options? Yeah, absolutely. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you offering to educators the opportunity to learn from your experience in developing thematic learning? Yeah, we've got a really cool Green Educator program. It's a Green Educator Network and, and, and courses. Uh, we've been uh, inviting people to do the immersive on-site. It's starting to rain again here. I know, I it's incredible. No thunder um, yet, though. <laughs> no thunder yet. Hold on, though. We've been running the on-site courses for ages, and they're lots of fun. And normally there are about 20, 30 teachers from all over the world that just want to come and immerse themselves and learn with us about educating for sustainability. Through COVID, it was great because, you know, I had a great time in COVID. I know everyone else was feeling same. You know, it was such an awesome time in human history. Uh, we got to turn that into a pretty interactive and cool online Educator course as Fantastic. well, um, focused again on educating for sustainability. And yeah, we love to share. And like I said before, we, we never say that we're the best at any any of it, but we're good at sharing. I think probably is a ripple effect, you know, every year with, if you're educating 400 students in the jungle in Bali, that's really cool. And you've got a community of 2000 and that's amazing. But that's pretty in a bubble. One of the biggest, best impacts I think we've got is, is the educator course because teachers come they do our course, they go back to their school, they change something in their classroom, that changes the next classroom over, and then all of a sudden the school's got a recycling program, and then all of a sudden the other schools are doing it, and it's just just a, you know, seeds of change, um, a ripple effect of that educator and course, and our ability and our, you know, our affinity to, to want to share, because the mission's that big. If I wanted to send some of my educators on the online course, how would I do that? Do I just go onto your website? Yeah, Green Educators, the website's got it. Our Green, Green School Bali, you might have to dig around in a tab, but there's a Green Educator LinkedIn, there's a Green, Edu, Green School Educator Instagram, there's, they're all over the place. Fabulous. Well, I think the, the rain is getting heavier and the, and the thunder is moving in. So I, we're probably gonna wrap up a little bit here now and just say, if you had one hope, for Green School Bali and for the educator. So two questions, one hope for Green School Bali, where you would like it to be, and also for education across the world, where you'd like it to be, would they be the same or what would it be? What would they be? The big goal for Green School Bali for me is to create a model that's replicable, a different model of education that's replicable yeah. in cities, no, cities and natural areas anywhere yeah. around the world that we can take parts of what we learn we've learned here and, and and other schools can can share and do it because some of the things we do it's because we're in a smaller school in the jungle in bali yeah and not a lot of schools can do it so the model works here for green school bali the the next is to test that and to make sure it's shareable as shareable as possible i'd love to do uh, you know, a green school, urban New York City. Oh, that would be fabulous, wouldn't it? And if we if we can do things like that, you know, to be able to say, look, education can be different. Yep. Um, it should be different. It can be different. And here's how to do it. And I suppose that's my link into the next question. You know, globally, you know, I'm a really positive person. I, 
I see the upside in everything, but you know, there's a concern and there's a curiosity around where this planet's going in terms of our uh, relationship with the natural environment, our relationship amongst ourselves as people, yeah. you know, a relationship with change and technology, the environmental change that is happening and will continue to happen. You know, there's so there, we've got a future that's in question, and I'm curious about it. And I'm, I'm curious about it, not concerned, because I think education can be a part of that change to help us into a sustainable future. Um, I don't see any other way for it. I think schools need to be rethought of as, as the change mechanism towards a, a sustainable future, because 50 years time, um, we're sitting around with the same types of common education systems, both across the whole range of, of learning. Yeah, we're going to be in a bit of trouble, and I, you know, I've got kids. They'll have kids. You know, I love this little, love this little rock in space. Let's. I think education can help it. Well, Sal, I want to thank you so much personally as well. I mean, I, I'm just testament to the fact I have two wonderful daughters who are balanced, socially responsible, global citizens, very successful in what they're happy in doing. And I think Green School played a huge part in that in terms of the approach to, to education and to, to what learning means. So thank you very much for giving your time this evening to talk about Green School Bali. And um, yeah, I look forward to visiting you soon. Hopefully you'll get lots of people jumping onto the Green Educators course and congratulations on everything you've achieved so far. Yeah, well, thanks very much for giving me the opportunity to talk just a normal guy in the jungle doing a, uh, doing some cool things with some amazing people it's great talking to you about it Angela take care lovely thanks so much sir thanks that's it for another insightful episode with Angela Fairs from Full Circle and thank you for listening to get in touch with Angela check out her website it's fullcircle-education.co.uk now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.